Threadbare, the podcast where I talk to you about the realities of the textile industries. Welcome to episode 8 of Threadbare. Thank you so much for joining me to listen to my next, the next episode of my podcast. I'm very, very excited uh, to be working on the first uh, episode for the new year. It's always a, a nerve-wracking thing for me to do. I know I made these podcasts all year last year, and still every time I sit down to do one, I get quite uh, nervous and apprehensive. So uh, I always have a, a, f- a few minutes of kind of getting into what I'm doing and just getting into the headspace uh, at the start of the show before I kind of hit my stride and get into my flow. So thank you very much uh, for listening. I appreciate your time very much to listen to the show. And um, this week I'm going to be talking about a few things. Uh, Firstly, I'll give you some feedback as to where I am personally in my life, for those of you who are interested. Um, Then I think today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about cultural appropriation because uh, it's been a hot topic in the Upcycled Cloth Collective over recent weeks. And... um, I feel that uh, it might be useful for a lot of the people in the community to just uh, hear what I have to say in person about my views on cultural appropriation. So I think that will uh, be the conversation for most of the show. Uh, Sadly, I have not received any questions from listeners this week, so I don't have any of those to answer in this episode. Um, If you would like to remedy that for the next episode, please, 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 please leave me a voice note um, on the Anchor website and uh, I will love to answer your question in the next show. So if you have any questions for me, please just drop me a voice note. I would love to answer it for you in person in the next show. For those of you who've been following my personal story, uh, 2020 has started out quite busy for me. I um, started the new year with a little holiday down to the Garden Route. If any of you are familiar with South Africa, you'll know that the Garden Route is one of the most beautiful places in our country. They don't call it the Garden Route for nothing. Um, The biodiversity, the plant life, the weather... All of it is just so glorious. Uh, I spent a few days in George visiting with friends there that I haven't seen in about five years because uh, I have not been traveling as much as I used to uh, in the decade that preceded. So I've got a ton of friends uh, along the garden route in George and many of them I haven't seen for, for five or six years. So it was very, very, very exciting and a lot of fun for me to just go and touch base and connect with those people for five days or so. Then I had just arrived home from my little holiday in George when I received an emergency call from my mom. Um, she lives um, 1,500 kilometers away from where I do. And um, she she's very, very ill at the moment. Um, she was in hospital a couple of weeks ago. So I dropped everything and flew up to Johannesburg for a week just to uh, support family um, with a bit of uh, practical help. Uh, stayed with mom for a few days just to get her out of hospital and back into her routine again. Clean up her house a little bit and just make it nice for her when she got back. She's 86 years old. Uh, which is a ripe old age to reach. 
Um, so it was it was just nice for me to be able to go back there and connect with family a little and just spend some quality time with her because um, I I do realize that this is very very likely my very last visit um, to see her while she's alive. So it was quite poignant and emotional, uh, and um, I was quite sad to leave her. Uh, but I do have a life here uh, and a family here in Uniondale that uh, I, sp I spend my time with. So, yeah, I'm, I'm back home. I'm back in my environment uh, around all my tools and my equipment so that I can continue my work and so that I can continue serving all of you with uh, useful information that you can use for your business and for your life. So thank you to all of you who've supported me through this period. Um, for those of you who are members of my benefits program, I appreciate you so very much. Um, the, the money that I earn through the benefits program is the money that I use to pay my bills. And I was so super thankful for that income uh, during the two weeks that I was away with family responsibilities. Um, it was it was just so nice to know that uh, that money was coming in, uh, and that I could I could uh, just not worry about work too much while I took care of a few personal things. So, for those of you who are on my benefits program, I appreciate you so very very much. You have no idea what it means to me that. Uh, your small monthly contribution comes in every month to support me in this way. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the benefits that you receive in exchange for your contribution. Uh, I'd love to hear from more of you uh, how you're feeling about those benefits, whether you're enjoying them, uh, whether you'd like me to change them, whether you'd like something different from what I'm giving you. Um, yeah, Just uh, cycle back to me and let me know how you feel about the benefits. For those of you who are listening who are not members of my benefits program, um, you will find my benefits program on Patreon at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash die and prince. Uh, and there you will be able to see um, the benefits that I offer. Uh, basically what happens is it's a subscription program. You can sign up for a small subscription amount every month and in exchange for that amount you receive monthly benefits from me. And these benefits include a number of things including this podcast, um, downloadable designs, tutorials, videos to teach you different uh, techniques and methods with your textiles, um, there are online courses for patrons on the higher payment tiers. So you, the patrons on the $15 and $25 tiers get an online course that they can do every single month with me. Uh, and these courses are on a variety of different topics um, about textiles, uh, textile upcycling, surface design finishes on textiles, um, pricing your textile products, running little textile businesses. Um, there's a wide range of courses uh, for you to enjoy and that I make available in my benefits program as part of the benefits. So if you're looking for more information about dyeing and printing textiles or upcycling textiles, uh, you might enjoy the benefits program. So if this sounds like something you'd like to be involved in, please click through to www.patreon.com forward slash die and prints and um, sign up there. You, you might really enjoy the benefits that I'm offering.
Today, I would like to talk about cultural appropriation because it's something that has been coming up in the Upcycle Cloth Collective again and again and again and again. And um, it does seem to be coming up more and more often for us. So, in the beginning, when I started the Upcycle Cloth Collective a few years ago, I was determined that I was going to run the group with no rules. Um, I had been kicked out of so many groups where I felt that the rules were a little silly that I, I decided I was going to start a group of my own with no rules whatsoever um, and just trust people to manage their own behavior. Uh, and this is actually a testament to my own naivety and optimism in the world because, of course, as our numbers have grown, um, we've had to just keep adding on rules and guidelines. Um, for those of you who are members of the Upcycled Cloth Collective, every single rule and guideline that we have in place in that group is as a result of a negative event that our admin team has already had to deal with, and very often more than once. So just think about that. Uh, if any of you have taken a look at our guidelines um, and read through them seriously, you will notice they're quite extensive after three or four years. Uh, and the reason being that a lot of stuff really does happen behind the scenes. Um, because our admin team is so good at filtering negativity out of our feed, Many of our members don't realize just how much of it we actually face behind the scenes. And um, it's been rather surprising for me over the last few years to see just how negative and, and toxic and poisonous uh, behavior can be on the internet. Uh, in spite of the fact that um, my heart is in the right place and I, I do my best every day, uh, to provide great value and care to our community. Um, these things still happen, and we still find ourselves having to manage them as a team. Uh, bearing in mind that our team of volunteers don't get paid for what they do, um, all of the people who work for the Upcycle Cloth Collective are volunteers who just show up and do what they can when they can. Um, I find it surprising that uh, people can treat volunteers so very, very badly. Um, when you see the levels of expectation uh, that we face in our role there every day, it's, it's quite frightening to see what uh, the general public expect volunteers to put up with uh, for no money and no thanks. So we have over the years, uh, developed a set of, of guidelines and rules in response to negative events that have happened in the group. This means that uh, none of our guidelines or, or rules are there for nothing. None of them are random. Uh, they're all very, very necessary um, for the very real things that uh, come at us in the group every single day. When we develop our guidelines as a team, uh, we work on them together. So some of our members assume that I'm some kind of um, dictator who walks in and says, it's going to be like this, and it's going to be like that, and it's going to be like that. Where in reality, uh, we have in our moderating and admin team behind the scenes normally around 15 people who represent um, the bigger majority of the group uh, outside uh, and who all discuss how they feel we should handle any particular scenario that comes up. And when we create our guidelines and our rules around negative events, we try to find ways to deal with them that, uh, number one, are not judgmental of the behavior. We don't judge behavior ever. We simply remove behavior that is disruptive and uh, has a negative effect on the wider majority in the group. So this is not about establishing a moral high ground or about saying this is wrong and this is right or these people are so terrible or um, these people are bad. 
It's simply about saying this kind of behavior is not constructive to our greater good. Um, and if it's not constructive to our greater good, then we remove it from the community. It really is that simple. And then we create, try to create clear guidelines that our admin team can follow. Now, bearing in mind that uh, the volunteers in our admin team come and go as they please and as they have capacity, uh, it often means that we have different people on the team at different times uh, working with the material. So our guidelines actually need to be really, really, really simple for the team to work with. Also, we have uh, new moderators in training in the team at all times who are less familiar with the material than the ones who've been around for longer. And this means that our guidelines really have to be very, very simple and clear so that any new team member coming in is able to work with them. So sometimes it means we, we actually adopt a zero tolerance policy where we say, okay, um, this person is too disruptive, they're complaining too much, their levels of expectation are too high. Um, and when that happens, we really just delete those people from the group because we, the 15 of us who are in active service behind the scenes at any given time really don't have the personal time capacity to deal with every complaint um, and, and every niggle that comes through to us from our membership of more than 63,000 members. I am surprised at the levels of entitlement that we face. Um, many members expect our small team of 15 people to just do way more than we really have capacity for. So one of our filtering mechanisms that we use behind the scenes is to actually filter out anybody with high levels of expectation. And again, this is not a judgment of behavior. Um, we're not saying that these people are bad. All we're saying is that um, their level of expectation is not equal to our ability to deliver because there are only 15 of us. So if we find a case where that level of expectation is way more than we are realistically able to deliver on, we remove those people from the community because we know that they will be frustrated with us all the time. There's just We just have no hope of, of meeting their expectation and their requests because we don't have the manpower to do it. Or the woman power, I should say, because our, our volunteers are all women at this stage. So, um, and we would love some men in the group. We have been criticized for this in the past, that we don't have a male representation within the group. Um, we sometimes get accused of being racists because we don't have a big enough representation of people of color in our uh, moderation team. And here I would like to add that the volunteers that you see in the team are actually the people who show up. So if you personally would like to see more people of color in our admin team, then please step up and volunteer. Um, you know, the, the people who are there are people who stepped up out of their own. So if, if you want to see a representation and you are that representation, then it's up to you to stand up and, and volunteer to do a few shifts on our team. Um, you know, complaining that there is no representation when no representation has stepped forward uh, is, is unrealistic. Um, it's an unrealistic expectation of those of us who are showing up every day to do the good work on our own time and our own energy because it's important, because we believe our cause is important enough. There are so many armchair warriors out there at the moment who are just clicking away and shouting and saying things without actually stepping up to offer any true value in the trenches where the work is really being done. Um, yeah. And, and on th that note, um, cultural appropriation has, has been a very, very difficult uh, topic for us to deal with as a team. Uh, 
as a team, we first have to get into all of our, our own uh, experiences and our own frameworks before we can even begin to moderate content where other people are uh, reflecting back their views um, and some of their views uh, that they feel very, very strongly about. So it takes a great deal of self-awareness and self-knowledge to uh, be a moderator in our team. It takes a great deal of self-analysis and getting into our own stuff to be able to uh, manage the team uh, for any kind of a long period of time. Mm. I've done more personal growth in the four years that I've, I've managed the Upcycle Cloth Collective than I think I did in the 20 that preceded it in various coaching processes. Um, if you want to learn about yourself, join our admin team and uh, you'll develop yourself pretty quickly if uh, you hang around for any length of time. Um, I often find myself saying to myself at the beginning of a shift in the team, now, Melanie, this morning when you sign on, you're just going to have to be ready to channel your inner Eckhart Tolle if you want to get through today. Mm. I, I often look to Eckhart Tolle for inspiration, just in terms of uh, putting some distance between myself and what is going on in the Upcycle Cloth Collective, because it's very easy to take all that negativity and all of those accusations very personally. Uh, so I'm learning over time to distance myself a little bit from that kind of messaging and to just realize that it's not about me most often. It really is about these other people and their own hang-ups. Um, and it, it has nothing to do with me. So uh, I'm just the filter uh, in the machine that removes the negativity when it starts to affect the majority in a negative way. So cultural appropriation has come at our team many, many times. Uh, it comes and goes in waves. And these are my personal views on it. I personally believe that we should be respectful of all cultures and religions. Most cultural appropriation where it is um, done in an unmindful way, uh, it happens in ignorance. Um, and when ignorant people are um, shown the error of their ways, they tend to uh, have two responses. One is guilt and the other is um, shame. Um, and and very often uh, that also leads to blame. So they will lash out uh, defensively to protect things that they've done in the past. And uh, sadly, as the enforcer of the rules and guidelines for the community, um, I receive all the negative backlash when this happens. So we, we don't judge anybody in the Upcycle Cloth Collective. Uh, we simply ask our members to respect other people, other people's uh, frameworks, other people's religious beliefs, other people's cultures and customs, and to not make unmindful use and abuse of those customs and cultures. When we find uh, members of our community who uh, behave in an unmindful way around cultural appropriation, we simply remove them from the group so that they um, can't affect others or set a bad example for others in the group to follow. So we just filter it out and take it away. Then our admin team has spent the past year um, distilling some signage for the community that we can use uh, to educate. Because it's pointless saying, okay, we're going to take this away. Uh, if we're aware that this is happening, we have a responsibility to teach others um, so that they can do it better next time. And uh, in an effort to do so, our admin team has distilled some signage with some very carefully selected wording uh, that will hopefully help our members moving forward to understand just what cultural appropriation is and what it is not. 
um, so that we can just generally um, have more awareness about this tricky topic and and just generally get people to treat each other a little bit better in this space. For those of you who've been following the debate in the group and who've added constructive information to the conversation, thank you so very, very much for adding rich detail to the conversation so that uh, more people can just get a general understanding of what cultural appropriation is, why we should uh, respect the uh, cultures of, of people who are different from us, and, and how we can be more mindful about um, using things that don't necessarily belong to us. So some of the most common um, challenges we have with cultural appropriation are things like the use of uh, religious clothing, uh, religious icons, um, you know, if if it's not your religion and you're using an icon from somebody else's religion, consider that it might be hurtful to them. Consider that it might be offensive to them. Um, and maybe refrain from doing so. You know, it's it's not necessary to use religious iconography if it doesn't belong to uh, your cultural group. Uh, there are so many other ways to express ourselves creatively. We don't need to be disrespectful of other people's things and the things that they hold dear um, just to express ourselves. And uh, people who expect to express themselves without having to consider those around them um, are very, very selfish. Um, you know, the words you use are, can be weapons and can hurt the people around you. And to say, oh, well, I have a right to say anything and I don't care what anybody feels about it um, is quite short-sighted and very, very selfish in my mind. So uh, for those of you who are engaging with us on the Upcycle Cloth Collective, if I could just ask you uh, moving forward, when you post content, please ask yourself the question first. This thing that I'm posting, is it a part of my authentic culture? Do I have a right to use it uh, and share it with other people? Um, are there maybe people watching who might be offended by what I'm sharing? Uh, and why? So just a reality check before you just post stuff and ask yourself if, if what you're posting is something that's truly educational um, and truly adding value to our cause? Or is this something that might actually create work for our admin team? Is this something that might actually offend others in the broader community? Um, is this something that other, somebody else should be benefiting from? So there's quite a bit of misunderstanding around cultural appropriation. Uh, for example, we ask our members not to post any posts that have um, feathered headdresses in them because they are traditionally uh, a part of religious ceremonial garb for a very specific cultural group. Uh, and then some of our members go off at a tangent and shouted at me because now I'm saying nobody can post anything with feathers in, which is just not true. Um, I'm simply asking that members refrain from posting headdresses with feathers in if this is not a part of your normal daily cultural garb. So... Uh, Please don't blow our words out of context uh, either. I've had a lot of that go on this week where I've been accused of a bunch of things because people just very quickly blow things out of context. Uh, this is not what our admin team is saying. Our admin team is simply saying, be respectful, be mindful, and if you're not, please take it somewhere else. thought it might be useful to just talk about some of the 
material that most often creates challenges for our admin team. Uh, if you understand uh, more clearly what might possibly offend people, then you can avoid posting that kind of content altogether. Now, just to be clear, um, I'm not saying that you should, um, I judge you or you shouldn't post this or whatever. These are just topics that create so many challenges for our admin team that we, we invariably end up removing the content because of the negative domino effect that results from this kind of content. Uh, our admin team works very hard behind the scenes to just try to keep the group focused on what is productive and constructive towards reducing textile and fiber waste in the landfill. And uh, we find that cultural appropriation just divides people and uh, creates so much conflict that people forget what the group was created for and what we're really trying to do with the community. Uh, as as people kind of climb in and pile on with their opinions and their thoughts on the matters. So our admin team actually just, when these things start to rear their ugly heads, we just completely remove the content so that we can get on and focus on what is important and what is dear to us, which is great ideas for using and reusing textiles. Now, I'm just going to go through a list of the things that uh, we typically find challenging behind the scenes so that you can just avoid these things if you would like to continue to support the group in a positive way and add positive value. So just to be clear, we love, love, love to see handmade projects by people who are using and reusing textiles in an unusual way. We prefer to see original content by the original maker because this avoids uh, arguments around copyright issues and who owns what. It also avoids um, the spreading of bad news and fake news uh, and information that might not be accurate. If it's all first-hand information by creators who've made these things themselves, we don't need to worry that the correct permission was asked for uh, before sharing of content and that kind of thing. So um, a surprising word that has, has kind of crept in lately uh, that I didn't expect would cause trouble and that has is the word tribe or tribal. I think what's happened is that we've we've got people who are adopting this word in a way that's not mindful to people who've traditionally used this word to represent their group, and uh, people are getting offended. Feelings are getting hurt. So um, if you're not from a, a, a group of indigenous people who have always used the word tribe and tribal uh, contextually around what you do, then please don't just pick it up and adopt it and throw it around willy-nilly. There's a very strong chance that somebody might get offended, and as soon as somebody gets offended, we have to remove the content from the group. Another word that causes our team a great deal of challenges is the word gypsy. For in some parts of the world, this word is used as a racial slur. And in some parts of the world, it's just a, a creative word that people attach to their products to describe a bohemian, free-spirited feeling that they would like to convey to other people about their products. And our admin team doesn't judge where you're coming from the, with this word. Uh, we simply know that when we see it, somebody somewhere is going to get offended and, and say so in possibly a heated way. So we remove the use of this word completely because it is one of the words that divides our community 
and not constructive to working together, to staying focused on what is important, which is reducing textile and fiber waste in the landfill. Uh, so please don't use the word gypsy, uh, especially not um, if, if you're not from that demographic group of people. Just don't use it. I, in fact, I don't use it at all. It causes us so much trouble behind the scenes. Then uh, the use of anything that's connected to religion in, in, in any way. This can be iconography. It can be clothing. Um, it can be textiles. It can be objects. Um, things that come to mind are uh, dream catchers, voodoo dolls, sugar skulls, spirit animals. These kinds of things have typically divided our group uh, a great deal. They, they create massive challenges for our admin team. Please be aware that all of these things are connected in some way to somebody's religion. Uh, sugar skulls particularly and dream catchers have become fashionable in certain circles and um, please understand they're not fashionable in ours because they are used and abused without the, the necessary uh, respect or just consideration being given to the people where these things hold deep religious meaning. Um, and I also find it very interesting how um, the group sometimes expects us to allow iconography from one group and not from another. You know, it's quite okay to use sugar skulls widely, but please don't come near our, our crosses and um, our, our other things. So um, I have seen a, a lot of division created in our group around these kinds of things. Please bear in mind that many of these things uh, were born in a religious context and should only be used in a religious context. And because religious contexts can, can so quickly divide our global community, we say very clearly at the top of the group in our guidelines, no religion here. That means no religion, no evangelizing, no religious in images, no religious iconography, no religious garb. Because we are a global community where we would like to be inclusive of all people from all backgrounds and all religions. And um, using these kinds of things, whether to evangelize or to preach or whether just because you think it's a, a cool thing to use with no context behind it. Um, none of this behavior is constructive to growing awareness about upcycled fabrics and growing mindfulness about upcycled fabrics and reducing the amount of upcycled amount of fabric in the landfill. Um, I really ask our members to focus on what we're there for and to just keep a laser focus on our purpose. This is what we're here to do. We're not here to argue about religion or what is right and wrong and an appropriate use of things. We're here to unite a community behind a common cause, which is reducing textile and fiber waste in the landfill. Um, certain th other things that create challenges for us are the use of teepees. There are, it's fashionable for people to make teepees for children without considering that this is something that is very, very, very dear to a particular culture of people and that they might have some objection to somebody who is not from their cultural group just making them and selling them to make money. Um, that is exploiting their culture in order to make your own living. Um, 
really the best way to go about this would be to buy a teepee from somebody who is actually from that culture and who makes and sells them um, in order to make a living for their particular group of people. So again, this is not a judgment. Uh, and when we see pictures of teepees, we have to remove them from the community out of a sense of mindfulness for those who might be watching and not saying anything. Uh, kente cloth and uh, fabrics that are used in African ceremonial ceremonies can also create challenges for us. An interesting one that has come along recently for us is plaids and tartans. Now, um, the plaids and tartans represent certain clans. And there are some of them that are actually copyright protected. Not all of them. There are enough of them, though, that are copyright protected. Um, and there, there are, if you do your research on the internet, you will find that there are some of them that really, really are copyright protected in very specific ways. That um, we've, we've had to add the use of plaids and tartans to our list of trigger topics that can offend people. So uh, I get that you might pick up a plaid or a tartan in a secondhand store and want to use it in a in a way to show how you've used it cleverly in an upcycling context. Please do your research about that plaid or tartan. If it is one of the copyright protected ones, it will be removed immediately. Um, our admin team does not get into copyright conversations. We don't get into copyright arguments. And I feel that the copyright conversation is broad enough that I'm planning to make that the next podcast that I make for all of you so that we can just expand on copyright a little bit further so that we have more mindful use happening in the community moving forward. Another thing that's not quite pro-cultural appropriation, or maybe it is, people again will argue back and forth over this line, and it's not for us to argue, only to explain, uh, and that is national flags and military uniforms. Um, these are becoming a bigger and bigger challenge in our community. It is great to want to upcycle these things because they are a useful textile source. And different countries have different laws about how they use um, uniforms, military uniforms and national flags. And in many countries it is illegal uh, to use them in some of the ways that our members portray in our community. And uh, because our admin team is very small and we're not around to debate the shades of grey or focus on what divides us, um, we are there to focus on what unites us, um, we don't even get into the conversation or the argument. We simply remove any content that has military uniforms or national flags displayed in them in any way. Even if our, it's a member who has used it in good faith to show a great idea about upcycling, we just cannot have it. Um, very often posts with national flags in also kind of tiptoe into the space of, of being a kind of patriotic evangelism. Uh, again, it's just not the place. If you want to be patriotic about your country, do it on your own feed, do it in a group that is dedicated to patriotism. Um, we're a global community. The Upcycle Cloth Collective represents the whole world, not just one country or one flag. And by continuously um, broadcasting your flag to the community can begin to become very, very irritating for people from other countries, um, countries that might historically um, not appreciate your flag for whatever reason. 
for whatever political reason. So we have at the top of our group a big bold sign that says no politics, no religion, no guns. Um, and that's a blanket statement to cover. Please don't share anything that that might in any way um, be related to these topics. There are other platforms that are set up specifically designed to focus on these things. The Upcycled Cloth Collective is just not the place. And we ask our members to please respect the energy of our volunteers who work very hard behind the scenes to curate the quality of our content so that our members can remain on track, focusing on growing what is important to us, which is reducing textile and fiber waste in the landfill. I hope this helps to answer some of your questions. Some of you might be wondering why your friends have been removed from the group. Some of your friends might be demanding in my mailboxes to be allowed back into the group. Um, I must also be clear on this here. Uh, we've we've had it before where someone gets removed from the group for doing something that we just couldn't manage. Then they demand to be allowed back in. They demand explanations for why we've done what we've done. Our guidelines are all published in very, very clear documentation and images in our welcome messages, in our pinned posts at the top of the group, in regular group reminders. Our admin team has done our due diligence to be transparent about our methods. It is actually up to members to read that information before posting, please. Coming back afterwards and demanding in our personal mailboxes to know what has happened is very, very selfish and a gross abuse of volunteer time that can be used more constructively in other ways. So I hope my conversation here has helped to clear up some of your confusion around cultural appropriation, what it is and what it is not. Um, if you're still unclear, go and do the reading. Google is out there. Please use it. Find out, learn, self-educate. Um, our admin team is here to teach and train about upcycled textiles. We're not here to teach people how to treat each other on the internet um, or what is culturally appropriate or how you should mindfully um, uh, copy other people's things. Don't copy other people's things. We, we're not here to educate people about basic human decency. Um, although very, it is very much a part of what we do. Um, I would prefer, if I'm going to have a conversation about human decency, to spend my energy talking about uh, workers who are paying working for less than minimum wage just to feed themselves so that all of us can buy cheap garments every time we want something new. So there are way more con important conversations to have around textile upcycling and around uh, garment manufacturing that I feel are far more targeted to what we are doing than any of these other rabbit holes that our members seem to think we're keen to go down um, so that they can enforce their opinions on us. So just please be mindful of our admin team that we are there working very, very hard for all of you to keep the group on track. And then to the people who are listening who spend time growing our community in a meaningful way and adding great projects about upcycle textiles, adding your examples of beautiful things that you've made, adding your examples of your flops for other people to learn from. Thank you so very, very, very much for adding rich, focused conversation to our, con to our group. I appreciate all of you so very, very much. I really, really appreciate the vast majority of members who can focus on what's important and on what unites us. You are shining stars in the story about upstyled fabrics. 
Thank you for spending time with us. Well, it's taken me more than a month and three false starts to get this podcast out to you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me listening. I appreciate it so very much. Uh, If you have friends who are interested in cultural appropriation and understanding what it means, or if you have friends who are members of the Upcycle Cloth Collective, Uh, please point them in the direction of this podcast and ask them to listen because uh, education, a little bit of education can go a long way towards improving the experience for the whole community. So thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for your love. Have a great day. would really like to put together a show that you enjoy listening to so if you would send me your questions I would like to answer them for you. I have created a Facebook community called Threadbare, a group by the same name as this podcast where you can join and get in touch and ask your questions that you would like to hear on this show there. It also means that you can connect with other members of the community who are also listening to my show and enjoying it. I'm sure if you're enjoying it and they're enjoying it, that between you guys, you've got something to talk about. So in this way, I'm adding some added value for the network. Go and look for our Facebook group, Threadbare, and join the conversation there. It's a a group for everybody who's enjoying this podcast and interested in similar things. So that's Threadbare on Facebook.